Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this Football Friday here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremation, Robert Fields and Sons. A family-owned, full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. For today's edition of the Sports Mix, Spencer, Nick, Colin, and Dylan, happy to have you with us. Colin, why'd you look so, like, shocked? I wasn't shocked. I got confused because I looked over at the uh, TV side of things. and it. Yeah, I don't really know what happened. But some reason it didn't roll right into the intro on the TV side. Like, it just went black for some reason. I don't know why. So I thought it was because I said Football Friday. No, No, you didn't do anything wrong, I'm excited for that. Football Friday, guys. Yeah, football. Football is back in the Mountain State. Well, I guess technically it was back on Wednesday with Double A, and uh, yesterday it was back in Triple A. Uh, we want to just go over scores first, I guess. You want to sure. go over scores sure. first? George Washington was in action last night. I didn't yeah, let's see. Uh, Hurricane beat Double A Winfield sixty-three to nothing last night. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, no surprise there. And Cabell Midland rolled over George Washington 49-21. to Not surprised there with uh, all the players coming over to that Yeah, I mean, that was Midland a top-ten matchup, at least based on the Metro News rankings. So uh, definitely had some big implications there. But Cabell Midland's added, obviously, uh, you know, the quarterback. So Shockey. Yeah, Robert Shockey. So that's, you know, a big addition to their team and – GW, I'm not sure exactly what they had coming back, but I'm sure they have a solid team, just maybe not on the same level as Cabell. And then, you know, Winfield's a small double-A school, so that wasn't really too surprising of a score. I know they had a good season last year, I think, but uh, not ready to compete with a big triple-A school. So, Yeah. Uh, we have Eastern Panhandle football coming up tonight on Talk Radio WRNR-TV 10, WRNR-TV on YouTube. We will have Musselman hosting John Handley out of Virginia. Yesterday we played some audio from John Handley's new coach, Jake Smith, formerly of Sharando, uh, but uh, able to go out to practice yesterday. I guess it was before practice because Musselman holds this tradition that I guess we've never really done a week one Musselman football game, so we didn't know. Uh, from what I understand, seeing the pictures on Facebook, it appears like the, the dads come in and with the players – and they put the helmet stickers on with them. That's a pretty cool tradition. Yeah, that's a nice thing they do over there. And we found that out when we got over there and we're wondering why the practice or walkthrough for yesterday was at 6 o'clock rather than, you know, a 3 o'clock practice. Yeah, and uh, crisis has been averted last night. Uh, thought our SD card with our interviews corrupted. Luckily, shout out to uh, Mac macbook my macbook pro and the apple software where you can go in and actually do a first aid on a hard drive or an sd card so shout out to that for keeping us uh being able to keep the interviews and uh let's play a little bit of our interview with brian thomas that i had yesterday uh this is kind of his thoughts heading into week one after their scrimmage from last week um we did some good things we did some bad things kind of i think what you would want out of a scrimmage 
honestly, probably overall, we were sloppy. We were a lot sloppier than I think we wanted to be. But at the same time, you know, it's good because we play that second scrimmage kind of like a preseason game. So we played three quarters with our starters. So it was good to uh, – it's good to kind of work on the halftime adjustments, uh, work on, you know, sideline adjustments and just kind of the in-game ins and outs to go along with, you know, the things that you need to be ready for. What's this week of practice been like as the players adjust back to school? We've actually had a really good week. Um, you know, you kind of said it perfectly. You're going back to school. It, it, that's tough. You know, that's tough for a high school kid. I mean, that's tough for me as a teacher is, you know, you're sitting in class all day. Uh, you're, you're, you know, you're going through the, the grueling hours of waking up early. Uh, for these kids, you know, they're sitting in classrooms or listening to teachers, just kind of adjustment to the schedule. And then after that, you know, most kids uh, get to pack it in and go home. But these kids got to come out uh, and have physical practices and, and get after it and get ready for a game. So, you know, that, that's there's a lot that goes into being a student athlete. But our kids have really had a good week this week. We've really been focused and I think we're really prepared. And I think, you know, a good week of practice week one's always good, Colin. Yeah, it is. And we get to see if uh, the sloppiness from that scrimmage has kind of gone away and this team's ready to go tonight against John Hanley. I'm looking forward to seeing how Eli Fleming does as uh, it's his first start for Musselman as the starting quarterback as he transferred over from Williamsport in Maryland uh, over the winter now with this program. So looking forward to seeing how he spreads the ball out to his wide receivers and running backs and if this uh, team is a team that we have high expectations for can deliver that. Dylan, yeah, your thoughts going into tonight as the color analyst? Yeah, I think the big thing is how is Fleming going to be as the quarterback and what sort of options – on the playmaking side of the offense from the skill players are going to step up in the absence of Ray Adamas because you lost him and Baden Hartman and you return a lot of guys outside of that but not a lot but those two in particular were most of the offensive production those were the the main cogs of the offense so will Fleming be able to keep up that standard that Hartman set and will any of the wide receivers step up or will a couple of guys step up when he passes, you know, kind of, you know, Coach Thomas talks about how the quarterback in their system is going to be kind of a point guard and spreading the ball around, which of those guys are going to step up and be the guys that get open for him, create separation against the DBs. Or if you, you know, have some gadget plays, some end around jet sweep type of things, who are guys that are going to get the ball in their hands and make plays? Yeah, I think that's a good question or good good point there. And, you know, I think an interesting thing this year is uh, we remember last year a little bit, uh, I guess, coming in in garbage time, you know, cleanup time was uh, their backup quarterback for Baden Hartman later on. It was Zach Miller, I believe. Was that correct? Yeah. Yeah, he's now transitioned to receiver. Yeah, he was a he's, freshman last year. Yeah, he's slated as a starting receiver. So they, they're going to run, obviously, the spread offense, four receiver sets. It's going to be... Braden Miller, Zach Miller, Troy Wollaston, and Logan Shelton are going to be the guys out there as well. And then Colton Shelton, Peyton Galladay, uh, Beard, and Benton will also get some time at receiver. Uh, but uh, in their four receiver sets, it's it's pretty interesting the leap that I guess Zach Miller would have made from being the backup quarterback to transitioning to wide receiver and being a guy that's going to get a lot of reps as a sophomore at receiver. I think they'll you know have success at wide receiver they maybe don't have a Darius Hayward Bay that can take the top off the defense but you know that that's a talented wide receiver core and I, I like this uh Muscleman offense you know you lose Ray Adamas but you have a lot of 
good skill position guys that can come in and, and play well. That's your comparison for taking the top off the defense, Nick? Darius yeah. Hayward Bay? Speedster, man. Maryland guy, Steeler, Colt. <laughs> what's wrong Darius Hayward bet okay you guys were doing the immaculate immaculate grid okay that's that's how that happened what yeah what did I miss over here they were trying to think of a Raider and Colt is that what it was yeah that's a good that's a good poll Darius Mm -hmm. Al Davis's favorite guy eighth overall pick yeah he's got speed fear the turtle Colin I didn't think you were going to be able to do it (laughs) that's what I'm laughing about over here all right uh let's move on we kind of talked a little bit about it well tonight's game 6 p.m pregame show talk rated wrnr 106.5 fm am 740 you can listen live if you're driving around not in the area if you want to listen on the talk rated wrnr.com listen live feature also comcast channel 10 and wrnr tv on youtube Let's move on to our next game here that we'll talk about. Jefferson hosting Spring Mills. We've known for the past couple of days. We talked a little bit about it yesterday from what was public, but after the show it became public as Spring Mills did put their coaching staff for the 2023 season on their Facebook page in a graphic uh, that uh, Coach Josh Sims has resigned due to personal reasons. And now um, Coach Law, Marcus Law, will be taking over as the interim head coach and staying as the offensive coordinator. Uh, we've known that for quite a few days. Haven't been able to talk about it, but we were able to talk about what was public knowledge. And yesterday at the time, that was public knowledge. As of Monday was the fact that he was on. on he took it, put himself on. He asked to be on leave to take care of this family matter that he's taking. And it would have been through tonight's game, uh, but ultimately – He's made the decision that family is more important than coaching this year, which is obviously a great decision because family is more important than anything else. And, uh, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with Coach Sims, but uh, Coach Law now taking over the program this year. Yeah, yeah. from what I ahead, from Doug. what I was able to read and obviously what we've seen, it seems like the door is open for Coach Sims to come back as the coach uh, next season. It just seems like whatever matter is going on with him, it's going to extend through a, a significant portion a football season so coach sims just doesn't want to have that get in the way and affect the team and just say hey let's just take the season and yeah. maybe reevaluate it from there so maybe hopefully coach sims can come back but for now i think coach law is a really uh fitting replacement yeah obviously you know thoughts are with coach sims and his family right now and uh, I think we, I mean, we talked about it yesterday. I think that the coordinators that Spring Mills has in place can run this thing and, and build off of what Coach Sims was building at Spring Mills. So, you know, they'll be a successful team, I think, this year, but it, it certainly, you know, hurts to not have Coach Sims out there. Um, but I think they have the right guys in place to not see any sort of drop off, hopefully, and they're still having, still have a successful season this year. I think that's still a great possibility and it's a big test tonight so excited for that game i think it will tell us a lot more about the epac this year you know how much depth we have in the conference is it really just you know a two or three team race or is it more of a four to five team race in terms of all the teams that can be competitive with each other so should be interesting to see yeah if spring mills is able to be competitive tonight with uh Jefferson that is a promising side because you look at this game at least on paper you probably expect Jefferson to go out there even though they lost a lot of their athletes and guys that 
were on the field for a majority of the playing time last season at the varsity level, you still know the guys that they have coming in, especially up front, that probably take care of business. And if Spring Mills is able to be competitive, I don't know if how you guys are thinking. Is this going to be kind of a blowout like we've seen, or do we buy in? I know you guys were saying that you have Spring Mills as, I believe, fourth in your EPAC power rankings right now, but... And can I, they I think, compete with Jefferson? I, I think they could be as high as three, but that being that I only say as high as three is I still kind of expect Jefferson to pretty handily be able to win tonight. And that's not really because of the coaching situation, because like we mentioned yesterday, the coordinate, the play callers remain the same no matter what. Coach Law and Coach Hassam were already offensive-defensive coordinators calling the plays on both sides. So I, I still think that Jefferson has a talent advantage and that'll probably shine through. But if Spring Mills is competitive and end up being wrong about that, then that's a really good sign. As Like I said, as optimistic as I am, I still don't think they're on that tier. I think they're just think below it. The challenge here with losing a, your head coach isn't so much, you know, like you said, the play calling. I think it's the cohesion uh, of the team. Locker room. It's that, you know? and, and I mean, it's managing the game, you know, getting the right guys on the yep. field in certain situations. Uh, calling timeouts, you know, maybe a motivational thing as well. The good thing is Coach Law does have that head coaching experience, so, you know, you would think he's able to manage the game, but he wasn't expecting to take on this role is another thing, so it's a sudden change. How do you react to that as a team, I as think, a coaching staff? It's a lot of challenges, um, and this is a good Jefferson team. I think Spring Mills, though, can keep this within a two-touchdown game. I wouldn't be surprised. I think the good thing about this sure. change is that it's not just like, hey, the week of the first game, this has happened. They've gone through the last couple of weeks of fall camp, yeah, getting ready for the season, at least. knowing that Coach Law was going to coach the first game because it was through the 25th, meaning right. he was on unpaid leave from coaching through the 25th, which means through the first game. So I think that that adjustment period in practice and how they run, you know, the little different things that are obviously you take over a program, you're going to do the little different things. Because you're you don't have that other person there uh, to run the team on top. Like when we were there last year for Repack All Access, it was like Coach Sims had all his coordinators running the practice, and he was going from drill to drill to drill to drill to make sure everything was up to his standards. Now it's Coach Law trying to run the offense while also trying to make sure the whole team. And I'm assuming he, although he's interim head coach, I would assume coach defensive coordinator buddy hessen also is taking a, a larger role with the team as well to, to fully run that side of the team um not that he wasn't before but you know it, it's more of a leader of a it's more of a co-head coaching probably type situation even yes. though coach wall is designated the head coach i would imagine you know he's probably relying on coach hessen a lot that's what i was trying to on say. the defensive yeah. side because he hasn't spent a lot of time with the defense yeah uh, it definitely but also on a high school coaching staff too. I mean, there's a good chance that Coach Law was coaching maybe DBs or something and offense. I, I wouldn't be surprised. So yeah. he he might have a better idea than you know at a college level if this was the situation. Yeah. Uh, but you know, moving to Jefferson, my thoughts on Jefferson. I mean, I think it'll be interesting to see how much they run the ball this year. Obviously, Rodrigo Delgado, the addition from Washington last year, that's going to be a big key. But then you got Keyshawn Robinson outside, and I think it's going to be interesting because when we talked with, I believe, yeah, when we talked with Coach Hessen, I believe in the EPAC All Access, we talked to him about Week One, and one of the things that he said was, 
we've got to be ready for Keyshawn Robinson to line up anywhere on the field. And I think that that's probably something they've been getting ready for. I believe he key, uh, he mentioned him taking snaps. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that yeah. happens at all because he's the best player out on that field. So you want to find ways to get him as many touches as possible. Mm-hmm. You put him out as receiver, he's probably getting double teamed every time. So you got to put him in the backfield. Yeah, you're going to have to get creative because, like you said, Colin, they're going to if you just put him out wide, it, it'll that's probably what's going to happen. So you have to try like jet sweeps, handoffs and around just little screen passes however you can do it and if it takes you know direct snaps even then jefferson will probably go that direction here and there it'll you know they'll get creative you find ways to get your best playmaker the ball they do have other guys that can make plays so i think that helps for jefferson to open up opportunities for Keyshawn because really offensively he hasn't always been the number one guy offensively this is kind of a new Mm -hmm. role for him he's mainly had his commitment for his defensive accolades i believe so um you know this is an opportunity for him to really show what he can do offensively this year they still have Rodrigo also Delgado in that backfield one of the fastest guys in the state right and obviously mm-hmm. if you're that fast you know you're going to be a guy that's a priority for the defense but i'm just saying in years past you know evan tool was kind of their their main guy in the backfield and they had spencer powell and and humphreys and some other guys that can Isaiah make fritz so uh, this is like his year as the number one wide receiver where there isn't as much wide receiver talent around him, but still really good athletes out there that can make plays. So I think that helps Jefferson. That helps Keyshawn. I mean, obviously he's a you know really talented kid, and, and you're going to focus on him, but that will open up opportunities for guys like Delgado to make plays. And then um, if they start really hurting you, then Keyshawn can probably make some plays as well. And, of course, if you're getting him the ball on jet sweeps and stuff, I mean, with that speed, that's going to be tough to stop. So I feel like this offense, though, is limitless because with the concepts that Rodrigo Delgado comes in with, you could almost pull that same stunt of running him as direct snap to him as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Because he did that. You know, he was part of that wing offense for Washington, so he knows those concepts. And, and then you can also see him flare out you know get motioned outside or you know you know flare out to the from the backfield at at any different time so i think that they have so many weapons and the talent of their roster is going to be interesting to see how they match up with as dylan's brought up multiple times the longest tenured quarterback in the epac yeah max anderson max anderson's now the most experienced guy out there that you'll see here in the in the epac so see it's the third year He's made improvements year over year. He's been very talented, very athletic. We'll see what he's able to do against Jefferson's defense. Yep. Uh, moving on to the next game here, it'll be Hedgesville up at the island and taking on Wheeling Park. Wheeling Park obviously is is a team that uh, every year in and year out is pretty good, but I believe they lose their quarterback this year. Nick mentioned it yesterday for Hedgesville. Obviously, all the hype is around the transfers and and uh, new quarterback and uh, just kind of the the depth at wide receiver and defensive back. I think that's going to be a tough game for Hedgesville to be able to be competitive in, just honestly. But if they're able to, it's a it's a good measuring stick to see where you are to start the year. So if you only lo- if you win the game or if you only lose by a couple touchdowns, then I'd say you're pretty optimistic if you're Hedgesville. But uh, I wouldn't count on it. But that's that's just me. That's just what the expectations I'm going in with. 
confidence is there for him. They just got to be able to execute, and it comes down to Dalton Harper at that quarterback spot, executing and getting the ball to his playmakers. The line I'm not worried about. We we know both sides of the ball. That line's going to be really good for Hedgesville this year. Well, and you're going to have Levi Faircloth at linebacker. How's that going to play out? It's He's true. a big guy at linebacker. Aiden Fleming as well. All right, Aiden Fleming's going to be your outside guy, your guy rushing the passer. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that game turns out. Yeah, I mean, Wheeling Park seems to have lost a lot, too. I know they lost Brett Phillips, who was one of the better quarterbacks in the state. He graduated, so... Um, but you could, still expect them to be a top 16 team at the end of the yeah, season. Yeah, I expect yeah. Wheeling Park to be a playoff team, but you could say the same for Hedgesville. So. Yeah. It, it uh, could be closer than what we're initiating, initially expecting because we're kind of going off of last year, and, and I'm not sure exactly not sure exactly what all wheeling park lost if they lost a lot too then it could be a little bit closer of a game yeah yeah uh moving on washington taking on page county at uh terry and marcus stadium uh page county out of virginia washington trying to establish their new offense under terry ray new systems overall under terry ray uh, I think this is a good week one game for them, as we mentioned yesterday, a very winnable game for the Patriots and see how they can stack up week one. I do too. It, it's I'm kind of expecting a slow start almost for these guys because there's going to be a lot of nerves. It's a very young team. It's a head coach going into a new school for the first time. So can they get the nerves out of the way quickly and get that sloppiness that comes with the nerves out of the way and focus on the game and focus on getting a win to start off the season something that would give them a huge boost it's a great opportunity against page county to get that done but you still got to wait to see if they can get that done yeah just looking at the scores from last year i mean i'm not super familiar with all these teams that they're playing in virginia but they did win three games but they also had some really tough losses so based off of that you would think washington could definitely you know win tonight or at least should be a competitive game between these two teams. So um, I think that's key, but also we know this is a pretty young Washington team. So with it being week one, they're young. They have a new head coach. They're running a new offense. They do have some advantages, I think. Their offensive line's pretty talented. Um, Their defensive line's pretty talented. So if you can win the game in the trenches and and maybe grind out like a low-scoring win, in, in your first game I could see that as a possibility but uh, this is a pretty young team and, and like we said we really don't know who's going to be the playmakers we know the the talented offense and defensive linemen but we don't really know much about the skill positions so with these young skill positions can they break out here in week one make some big plays and supposedly you know Washington's look pretty good in their scrimmages from what we've heard so yeah t- Terry Ray has plays. a Terry Ray has a good track record at Ber- with Berkeley Springs of getting more out of a struggling program than what they usually do. So that starts here. Yeah. Final game tomorrow. Martinsburg takes on Clarkson North out of Canada in the Ironton Gridiron Classic 1 p.m. Unfortunately, due to the Ironton Gridiron's Classic contract, as we've mentioned all, all week long, we will not be there. They have a contract with Flow Sports, and it's twenty nine ninety nine to watch the game. Uh, we will be back every other Martinsburg game this season, starting next Friday, though. But Clarkson North out of out of Canada, a very uh, as we saw on the Facebook comments from A R Emmert yesterday, a tight lipped football program. 
there's not a lot that you know besides what they posted about their guys getting American colleges. Uh, they do play American style of football, not Canadian style. They're in the East Coast Prep League that started this year. There's a team out of Northern Virginia, Virginia Academy that's in it. I believe there's also, I was looking up, there's a school that Highland Springs played a couple of years ago that's on it as well. Um, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what Martinsburg can do with that. Expect Martinsburg to really try to control the clock, time of possession, run the ball, wear down Clarkson North. That That's what they want to focus on to get this win. If they can accomplish that with guys like Murphy Clement, with Coy Fagan, and even on the outside, guys like Buzz Dover, Cash Gideon, trying to use those jet sweeps, use the guys spread out Clarkson North, use the entire field. That's the key to success for the Bulldogs. I think you're right. It'll, this is the first chance we see get to see with Murphy Clement as the guy at quarterback, and I think he's going to be a very dangerous dual-threat kind of guy. We'll see how much the passing has improved because you've seen Coach Walker has mentioned that he's been very impressed with his passing. And he, you know, what we saw last year, it wasn't a whole lot, but we saw a little more the year prior. It, it was pretty good. It wasn't the level of Ezra Bajan as a passer, and that's the reason why Ezra got the majority of the snaps. Uh, and when Murphy was behind center, a lot of times it was a direct snap to him or a read option of some sort. But when we saw him throw the ball, it was pretty good. It was sometimes it was screen passes, but sometimes he threw it deep as well, just to kind of switch things up for the defense because you can't run a direct snap with Murphy every time he's behind center. Because otherwise, the that's the defense knows that's what what it's going to be. So you had to mix in passing plays, and I, I'd say he was at least competent at it. And we'll see if he's shown any improvement. He's said that he's healthier now, so I, I think there's high expectations. And then on the defensive side, you got to remember everybody up front's coming back, and they absolutely terrorized teams last year. So how much have they grown? How much have they improved? Guys like Rashad Reed, Wes Hancock. Xerxes Yancey. That's a national I stage for anybody? them, too. Yeah. If I am, my apologies. Well, they lost them. Fleming, obviously. They but. lost Fleming, obviously, but you still got a lot of guys, key people up front on that defensive side, being able to pass rush, being able to stuff the run. So that's the biggest question mark is linebackers yeah. for this team. I think the biggest question mark is who's on the roster for Clarkson North besides the guys that we can see. Even A.R. Emmert says, don't even have a roster for these guys. We've been looking all, all week on Bishop Sycamore. <laughs> we've been looking all week on uh, <laughs> on the internet to find that as well, just to kind of preview the game and see the kind of things they got. We, we haven't been able to find one anyway, so interesting. Yeah. And let me just say, when it comes to, uh, apart from the game. That doesn't count, if there's anyone confused as to why we aren't broadcasting the game tomorrow, and because maybe you've seen that there are other radio broadcasts happening of the game tomorrow, we do a radio television simulcast. Either what you hear on the radio is the television audio, and there's not a way for us to separate that yeah. out, and the TV contract is exclusive to Flow Sports. And the only so, way for us to send a signal back here... Would be it's to through, have a camera is through the television. Put so, a camera yes. up, and they will not. They would not allow us to do that. Yes, so we would be there if we could. I don't think they even answer our calls. So no, they didn't. We tried. We don't know. What I don't think it was the. I think it was the email because or email, I think it was the call, voicemail, whatever it was. But it's kind of ridiculous. But, but uh, we'll I be mean, back next week for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, hopefully Martinsburg can go down there and, you know, like I said yesterday, have a good showing, potentially get a win, which would be, you know, awesome to see. Yeah, it would be. We'll talk all, we'll recap all this on Monday. We'll have post-game interviews, hopefully, from head coach Brian Thomas if they're able to get the victory tonight. And then uh, we'll be talking to all EPAC coaches every week, next week, starting next week, uh, throughout the week on the Sports Mix. But that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. The Boys of Fall, just a great song to start out high school football season with. Standing in the huddle, listening to the call. Fans going crazy for the boys of fall. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with new of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center at 800 Emmett Rouse Drive, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. Hi, Crescia Hornby here. Larry DeMarco, broker of Modern Realty Results, believes he has some of the best real estate agents in the eastern panhandle. Agents at Modern Realty Results have years of experience and knowledge of the local real estate market. Agents within the office work as a team to provide quality customer service. We strive to always ensure client satisfaction through handling every transaction with honesty and integrity, all while offering competitive rates. Modern Realty Results is veteran-owned and managed. Please call us at 262-4222, modernrealtyresults.com. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Rated WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, Colin, and Dylan, happy to have you with us. This first high school football Friday night in the Mountain State. Nick, we'll, have you keep, we'll keep you updated with all the scores throughout the state tonight at halftime and at the end of the game with our excuse me, scoreboard show. Uh, but looking at some other games around the state, I'd say the, uh, like the biggest game happening tonight is Spring Valley Huntington, as it always does week one. Yeah, I mean, that's a great game, obviously. Uh, big rivalry in that end of the state. And <clears throat> two teams that are that have high expectations, uh, 
Spring Valley season probably ended a little bit earlier than they thought it would when they ran into the Jefferson team last year. And Huntington, of course, coming off of the state championship, but they lose Gavin Locko. So I'm not certain how good they'll be this year. I mean, I, I think they'll probably be good. Billy Seal's one of the best coaches in the state, and uh, the Highlanders, of course, have a pretty good tradition down there. So I think they'll be a, a good team again, but I don't know if they'll be good enough to win a state title again this year. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that game goes. Other games on the docket tonight uh, throughout the state. Bridgeport taking on Buchanan Upshur. We talked to the earlier ones win over George Washington. Park South taking on Capitol. South Charleston taking on Morgantown. Brook and Rip, or Ripley and Brook playing each other. Preston Hampshire playing each other. Princeton, Lincoln County. Oak Hill hosting AA Nichols County. Parkersburg playing St. Albans. John Marshall playing University. Riverside and Woodrow Wilson going at it. Also, uh, Point Pleasant, a double-A team hosting Greenbrier East, a triple-A team. That's the triple-A games throughout the state. But let's move on now. Talk college football. Week zero begins tomorrow. Only two games on the docket. Navy against number 13, Notre Dame. That's live from Dublin, Ireland. I was going to say Ohio what of course it's ireland why do you think <laughs> i don't know there's a dublin ohio i don't why know why would it be in ohio i don't know i feel like 230 on nbc I feel like ireland and ohio aren't as different as you might think yeah <laughs> see dylan sided with culturally you know yeah uh and then the other game 8 p.m uh pack 12 on pack 12 network san jose state number six usc uh, live from the Coliseum in Los Angeles. That is an 8 p.m. contest. So those are the only two games happening week zero this year. Uh, I is there's there more n- than that. There, there, those are the only more. top 25 yeah. games. Oh, yeah, you're right. There's uh, the heated rivalry of Hawaii and Vanderbilt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. You can't miss that one. That's on SEC Network, 7.30 p.m. Other games going on. UTEP, Jacksonville State. Jacksonville State, two Martinsburg uh, guys playing for Jacksonville State in uh, – why am I? Why are their names escaping? Bowie. Gerard Bowie, Barrick and Gerard Bowie, yeah. and Jacob Barrick. Uh, then you also have UMass, New Mexico State, Ohio, San Diego State. We mentioned Hawaii, Vanderbilt, and then uh, to round out the night, 9 p.m. on CBS Sports Network. Uh, is this a conference? This is not a conference USA matchup anymore. Florida International versus La Tech. No, it is. Yeah, they're opening the season with conference play. Why not? UTEP and Jacksonville State are as well, I guess. Yeah. I mean, hey, you got to do what you got to do. To so get on national uh, TV. Right. I mean. It's exciting week zero. Yeah, if you're a real sicko, tune in for Hawaii and Vanderbilt for for some fun. <laughs> but otherwise, I don't know. Do some yard work. Navy Notre Dame is at least have history. That's sure. true. Yeah. Navy, so, no, Navy Notre Dame. Yeah. There might, the, the, those top 25. That, There's a lot of games next Thursday. Yep, Florida, Utah. A Can Navy lot cover? of games. Huh? Can Navy cover? Can well, Navy cover? 20 and a half point favorites. Because I was listening to something on this last night. They were talking about the game, and they were saying um, with the new rule in college football where the clock doesn't stop after first downs, some unders might hit if the betting lines haven't been yeah. you know, put in yet. And, of course, with Navy and Notre Dame, Navy's going to run the ball a ton. So I think the over-under is like 49.5. So. Vegas is usually pretty good with that kind of stuff. All right, what's the best game going to be tomorrow? 
probably Navy Notre Dame, but it probably won't be that close. Exactly. Hawaii Vanderbilt. <laughs> Hawaii Vanderbilt might be good. Vanderbilt's a 17.5-point favorite. Give me okay. Hawaii. To cover? Oh, hey. Great team's cover. Caleb Rainbow Williams. Warriors. I want to know who at Florida thought it was a good idea to schedule a week one game against Utah. They're going to get beat up. I mean, they got to play That's somebody. Tough. That might you be a You don't game. need to play someone that tough. Come on. Go Gators. All right. Well, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Get your Traeger Grills at Orsini's at 360 Hackles Way or online at Orsini's.com. When we come back, we'll talk a little NFL. The Steelers had a great preseason game last night, and uh, we'll talk about our fantasy draft coming up this week. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10. Back in two minutes. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna call my parents. Dad, come over. The first gets done. The Traeger Connect Experience. Everything you need for epic flavor, and then some. Shop now and save at Orsini's today. WB Medicine welcomes 10 new providers to our medical staffs at Berkeley Medical Center, Jefferson Medical Center, and University Health Associates East. Two hospitalists, Dr. Vamsi Amanchi and Dr. O- Five providers in emergency medicine, Dr. Douglas Finkelman, Dr. Michael McCullough, Dr. Melissa Natali, and nurse practitioners Sylvia Purdy and Leslie Purcell. And three specialists, Dr. William Ware, pediatrics, nurse practitioners Brittany Johnson, OBGYN, and Kristen Renzi, cardiology. Welcome to WVU Medicine. Car accident? Get more with Mansion for Ready. After a car accident, what does it mean when we say get more with Mansion for Ready? It means making the insurance company do what's right. It means getting a powerful local law firm on your side, one with decades of experience. And it means the peace of mind of never paying us a fee unless we get money for you. So if you've been injured, get more with Mansion for Ready. 304 264 8505. Come celebrate the 100th anniversary of Shepherd Field at the Eastern West Virginia Regional Airport with West Virginia's greatest air show, a centennial celebration this Saturday and Sunday from 10 a.m. until 5 each day. Come see the Golden Knights, the Vampire Jet, the Warbirds, the F-22 Raptor, and more. Get up close to an extensive collection of static aircraft. Food and drink vendors will be on site. Bring a lawn chair or your favorite blanket. Gates open at 9.30 each morning. For tickets and a full schedule of events, go to wvairshow.com, wvairshow.com. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this Friday, August 25th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, Collin, and Dylan, happy to have you with us here. You had, could hear the Steelers on the radio last night as we are partial affiliates of the Steelers radio network. Uh, their offense might be elite this year. I believe the starting offense went 6-for-6 six six last night. 
No, just some this is an, this is an elite music choice from you, Spencer. I'm I'm disappointed. <laughs> this is the first time I'm hearing some Kenny Loggins over here. Well, we played it quite a few times. And just put you got to put songs away for a little bit and then bring them back out because you play them too much. True. I guess at the top, not the starting for, offense. They're six for six in the preseason. Yes, having scoring drives. That's what I mean. Offense, uh, but Kenny Pickett goes four for four, eighty-six yards. Uh, Mitch Trubisky seven of nine, fifty-four yards. Uh, that's going to be probably your top two quarterbacks. Uh, you get three rushing touchdowns on the day from the team and uh, no receiving touchdowns. I forgot Mitch Trubisky was there. Yeah, you know, just forget about him. He's George still around. Pickens made a heck of a catch though yesterday. Yeah, Mitch Trubisky. I believe Mitch Trubisky is the fifth all-time leading passer for the Chicago Bears. Sad. You know who's going to be higher than that? Hmm? You know who's eventually going to be higher than that? Justin. F- no. Tyson Bajan. Maybe Justin Fields, Might too. Justin Fields is already like 20th. Higher than 5th all-time. It's time. not hard. Jay Cutler is the all-time leading passer for the Bears by 9,000 yards. It's incredible. Incredible yeah. franchise for them to just never had a quarterback. All right, how about this? Kenny Pickett led two touchdown drives Thursday. He finished the preseason 13 of 15 for 199 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, a passer rating of 158.3. According to the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, he, quote, looks poised, confident, calm, and in full command of the offense. He is clearly a much more mature player than he was at this time last year. Okay, but they were playing the Falcons. (laughs) Have we considered that? Have we considered that? This is the entire preseason. The key word there, though, is preseason. Um, Yeah. And I don't know how many first-team defenses they've seen, but I do think Kenny Pickett, got better as the season went on last year for the Steelers, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, if that continues, they'll probably be pretty good. Uh, the AFC is obviously tough. We've talked about this a lot, I feel like. Um, but, I mean, they have a good defense. They have some good receivers. Najee Harris has been consistent since his rookie year, so can he and the Steelers establish a running game around Pickett, I think will be important. Um, but it does seem like he's he's gotten better as the years of or since you know his rookie season and as the weeks have gone on so it, you know presuming that continues yeah the Steelers are going to be a problem in the AFC but the question is can they be better than some of these top teams in the AFC I don't think they're quite there yet but I think they will be a team that can contend for a wild card spot yeah they'll be a good defense if they're healthy that's the problem with tj watt at this point is how many games is he going to play just like jj watt's problem was it's a problem with everybody and they have put some resources into the offensive line so you hope that's better and that'll improve naji harris's game and george pickens see if he can keeps improving showing more flashes see if deandre deontay johnson decides to actually score a touchdown this year and uh, the improvement of kenny pickett I mean, I I don't ne- I've never really had high expectations for Pickett, but he did look pretty good last year as as it went on, like you said, and so far in the preseason. So, they, I mean, Mike Tomlin's a fantastic coach. So there's only again, you expect them to have a winning season, and if you have a winning season, you know, still it's going to be tough in the AFC to make the playoffs. But you're in the thick of it. You get eight or nine wins, and you're only. A game or two away. Yeah, and we mentioned this before. You know, there's got to be some turnover in the conferences in terms of new playoff teams. So, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody has to go out and somebody has to go in, and and the Steelers could definitely be one of those teams that find a spot. I think 
you know, it's them, the Dolphins, maybe even the Ravens if they struggle a little bit this year with some of their concerns. You know, kind of fighting for those three wild card spots. Uh, you know, Denver if Russell Wilson returns to relevance, but I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Sean Payton's supposed to be the the cure all, right? Jerry Judy's hurt now, so I don't know. Um, not that he's any good in the NFL anyway, but um, I'm trying to think of some other teams that are contending. For, I mean, obviously the Jets are a team that's contending for a wild card or divisional spot, so should be interesting to see. I think it's going to be a fun year, but it could be you know kind of frustrating, like especially if the Ravens end up on the outside just as a Ravens fan and they still have a good season, but everybody else is just a little bit better because of how good this conference is you know it could be fun but also frustrating this season collins fantasy football league that we're in that's Draft every sunday season. yeah what are we on what platform is it on the one that you have open currently ESPN. okay i thought so i just have a lot of leagues that i've been a part of and i always forget what they're on have we get the draft order come out yet no i haven't even set it up all it's probably auto auto randomized an hour before the draft all right well if colin gets number one or the last pick it's rigged I don't want the number one pick. Who would you? You don't want Justin Jefferson. We thought about that. All right. Well, that will do it for this segment of the sports mix. Brought to you in part by Mixon. He gets points. That will do it for this segment of the sports mix. Brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. We come back. We'll wrap things up on this edition of the sports mix. Time to learn more about how they. Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Let's go. Drink some beers. Conveniently located right off 81 at 214 Mid-Atlantic Parkway, Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including happy hour 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. with $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Monday night is trivia night, Thursday night is wing night, and Wednesday and Sunday night is steak night. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Do you need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck, because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit, right off Route 11, is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on into Enter and Exit today. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Swing and a miss! 14 outs! Seven in a row! 
so you remember where you were when Steven Strasburg set a national single game record with 14 strikeouts in his major league debut and became a winner in his first game in the big leagues as the Nationals defeat the Pittsburgh Pirates 5-2. to two. What a different time that was. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by the Mary Script and Ameriprise Financial Advisors. John Everson and Phil McCoy stop by 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburger. Call 304-263-4343. Spencer, Nick, Collin, and Dylan, happy to have you with us here. As uh, the news coming out yesterday afternoon during the Nationals game in which they ended up holding on to win 6-5, to Steven Strasburg, uh, plans to retire, according to three people familiar with the matter, ending a career that started with unprecedented hype, peaked with a World Series MVP in 2019, and then it was ultimately derailed by injury. He last pitched in a game in June of 2022. This is all a report via Very Savluga and Jesse Doherty of the Washington Post. There is a tentatively scheduled September 9th press conference at Nats Park before the Nats take on the Dodgers. Uh, he pitched just 31 in a third innings after signing a seven-year, $245 million contract in December of 2019. He underwent surgery for thoracic outlet syndrome in 2021. He had to have a rib and two neck muscles removed. And then after that, he logged four and two-thirds innings all in one start. And then he had more pain and tingling in his shoulder and neck. Uh, unfortunately, Steven Strasburg's career is over, uh, but uh, still goes down as one of the best pitchers in Nationals history. I guess technically he's the best pitcher in Nationals history, if you're just saying Nationals. Or Scherzer, maybe. Well, I mean, I'm just saying he had the longevity. True. You know, probably with all the injuries, Scherzer and him probably threw the same amount of innings. Yeah. Probably. You at least got the moments with, with Strasburg. You couldn't get the longevity out of it, which sucks. So the injuries, derailing careers like that always sucks. Yeah, you never want to see a guy go out like that, but still when healthy was one of the more, if not the most dominant pitcher at his time. Trying to find the yeah, playoffs. Really his postseason. So his postseason ERA, he took part in one, two, three, in three postseasons, but obviously played a lot during that 2019 championship run. He is 2-0 and oh in, I uh, believe, well, no, this was three years. It's, he's 6-2 and two with a 1.46 ERA, nine games started, or nine games played, eight games started, 55 and a third innings, has an ERA of, where'd the ERA go? I just lost a 1.46, as I mentioned, uh, as and he was a dominant pitcher during the playoffs. Clayton Kershaw could learn a thing or two. But unfortunately, we kind of knew this day was going to come, just didn't know it was going to come as soon as it did. I kind of thought he was going to try to give it one more go and try to go out there and pitch a final game for the Nationals but uh I think it's more important for his health that he's able to you know do the normal day-to-day things because that was a problem last year he couldn't even pick up his kids or open a door yeah so yeah obviously that he's had some really tough injuries it's uh still a great career though for the Nationals and he'll probably be in the Nats Hall yeah, wouldn't be surprised at that. The Nats begin a weekend series in Miami, taking on the Marlins 640 tonight, 410 tomorrow. Sunday at 140, we'll carry Sunday's game at 140 with pregame at 110. The Commanders play tomorrow night, final preseason game 
as uh, they will play at 6.05. Pre-game coverage begins at 4 p.m. Tonight we'll have EPAC football action to start the season here for high school football in the Mountain State. The Musselman Appleman take on the John Hanley Judges, a 6 p.m. pregame show on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10 and WRNR TV on YouTube. Kickoff set for 7 p.m. But that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Dylan Bishop, Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzlini, I'm Spencer Bui saying so long. We'll talk to you tonight and then again on Monday to recap the week one of high school football on the Mountain State. Have a great rest of your day, everyone. Tune about, in at 6 p.m. How about the Moes? You're listening to the Panhandle Leader in sports coverage. Talk Radio WRNR. Martinsburg.